0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Wisdom of Pope Francis, the podcast where we look a little more deeply into the teachings of Pope Francis through his writings specifically and uh, anything else that comes out that he's been doing. In this particular episode, there are going to be two things that I'm doing a little bit differently. In previous episodes, I've written out literally every word that I say in an episode, and then I basically read it. In this particular episode, I'm not doing that. I've got some loose notes that I'm going by, but mostly it's just kind of improvisation and speaking my heart off the cuff. I don't know if you're going to really enjoy that. I don't know if my audience is going to really like that style, but I'm trying it just to see how it goes. If you don't like it, please let me know. I can always go back to writing out every single word and being more concise with what I say. If you do like this format and you feel like my speaking is a little more engaging please let me know as well and i will continue to uh, do episodes in this sort of style the second thing that's different about this episode is that whereas in previous episodes we've been going over fratelli 22 which is pope francis's latest encyclical i thought it was important to uh, go over something today that is really new and really fresh from pope francis just a couple days ago he declared this coming year to be the year of saint joseph and he wrote an apostolic letter about just the characteristics of St. Joseph, specifically um, him as a father, and how he's a model for us in the church. And I thought it was really important and really good to kind of go over that and sort of set for aside for this week, and maybe come back to it next week uh, with chapter 3. St. Joseph is the foster father of Jesus in the biblical account. He is the husband of the Virgin Mary. And so he's a pretty important guy. He was hugely influential in Jesus's life. He was there as uh, Jesus grew up. And just as the Virgin Mary is considered sort of a mother figure to all Catholics in the Catholic Church, Joseph is considered somewhat of a father figure as well to the entire Catholic Church. In fact, Pope Francis specifically mentions how this is the 150th anniversary of St. Joseph being declared the patron of the Catholic Church. There is not a lot written about St. Joseph in the biblical account. He doesn't speak too much. He's very kind of quiet. Mostly, St. Joseph is known for his action. So, whenever God tells St. Joseph to do something, he just gets up and does it. For example, in the beginning of the Gospel account, the Lord lets him know in a dream that he needs to get up and leave for Egypt. The account says Joseph gets up and he packs up and the whole family leaves for Egypt. God tells him once he's in Egypt after maybe a couple years, hey, you can come back. Those who wanted to kill Jesus aren't there anymore. So what does Joseph do? He gets up and he moves. It's just he is a man of action, not a man of words, but a man of action. And he's always kind of in the background. So, with the backdrop of COVID 19, the backdrop of this pandemic especially, Pope Francis wants to brings St. Joseph sort of to the forefront of our minds. And part of the reason for that, too, is because just as St. Joseph is kind of in the background and yet vitally important to the story of salvation, in the same way, during this pandemic, there are so many ordinary people who are in the background keeping society functioning, keeping everything moving in the middle of, you know, this horrible time right now. We have such a greater appreciation now of, you know, people who are grocery workers and truckers, nurses and doctors and teachers who maybe we took for granted before. We desperately need them in the jobs that they're in. St. Joseph is always kind of in the background. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't get a, a, as much uh, of the spotlight as, say, Mary or Jesus, and yet he is vitally important despite what would seem to be his ordinary job, being a dad going to work, taking care of his family. Pope Francis really wants to emphasize the importance of those kinds of people, of ordinary people, and especially in this particular case, the, the real importance of fathers. I wanted to go over Pope Francis's apostolic letter that he, you know, again, just dropped a couple days ago. In this letter he goes over the different characteristics of Joseph as a father. Now there's so much I could say uh, from this letter, and really from any kind of writing from Pope Francis. You know, every paragraph is just a gold nugget. I mean, there's, there's stuff in there that you could sit and think about for, you know, the next half hour. So I would highly encourage you that even after listening to this episode, go read it for yourself. I mean, you're going to find stuff in there that I don't mention here that may hit you in, in, a, in a deeper way. But for now, uh, we'll go over kind of some of the the main points that he talks about in this apostolic letter. The first point Pope Francis makes about St. Joseph is that he is beloved by the church, and I already mentioned this previously, but saints throughout the ages have really found uh, St. Joseph to be a saint that they want to cling to. Uh, he's become the patron saint of different orders in the Catholic Church. Uh, as I said, 150 years ago, uh, he was declared the patron saint of the entire Catholic Church. So he's, he's truly loved by both great saints and just the ordinary people of the Catholic Church throughout the ages. And this isn't surprising, right? Because, I mean, he gave himself entirely to the work of raising the Son of God. You know, so it's, he has a special place in the heart of the Church. The second way that Pope Francis describes St Joseph is to call him a tender and loving father. And I want to quote him here. He says, quote, as the Lord had done with Israel, so Joseph did with Jesus. He taught him to walk, taking him by the hand. He was for him like a father who raises an infant to his cheeks, bending down to him and feeding him. Pope Francis takes a very kind of interesting take on this. You know, he says St. Joseph must have grown up as a good Jew going to synagogue and listening to the scriptures tell of a God who was loving, of a God who was a father to Israel, and all those descriptions of God, you know, carrying Israel close to his bosom. And he really feels that St. Joseph must have had that kind of attitude toward Christ himself. So he must have shown that kind of tenderness to Jesus. Uh, in Christ's own frailty, in Christ's own weakness as a vulnerable child. In another way, too, though, Pope Francis kind of turns that around and turns the attention to St. Joseph and says that despite the fact that Joseph must have known that he was himself weak and just an ordinary man, Joseph gave himself over to the work that God had given him to do. You know, Joseph may have felt himself small, and frail like I'm just a carpenter you know what what good can i do and yet joseph still gave himself over to the will of god whatever that will might be the third point pope francis makes is that joseph was just completely obedient he was an obedient father you know whenever god tells him to do something he just up and does it i mentioned that previously and then he says you know jesus learned what obedience to the Father meant by living and growing up in the school of Joseph. Pope Francis says, quote, During the hidden years in Nazareth, Jesus learned at the school of Joseph to do the will of the Father. A fourth point that Pope Francis makes is that Joseph was an accepting father. And what he means by that is that whatever came his way, Joseph accepted it. He accepted life as it came. So, if he had to get up and be a refugee in Egypt, that's what he did. If he had to get up again and leave Egypt and come back to Israel, that's what he did. You know, if God told him, I want you to, you know, be with Mary and raise this child who's not your own, he did. Pope Francis says this, quote, Often in life, things happen whose meaning we do not understand. Our first reaction is frequently one of disappointment and rebellion. Joseph set aside his own ideas in order to accept the course of events, and mysterious as they seemed, to embrace them, take responsibility for them, and make them part of his own history. And Pope Francis really makes the point that this isn't just that Joseph is kind of resigning himself to the will of God, like, oh, well, this is what God wants, so I guess I'm going to do it. On the contrary, he has has a real acceptance of it. He embraces it. And he doesn't need an explanation. He doesn't need God to say, okay, I'm doing, I want you to do this because of this, or do this because of that. He just accepts the will of God as it comes. More importantly, he accepts Mary as she is, and he accepts Jesus as he is, and whatever life is going to be with them. A fifth point that Pope Francis makes is that Joseph was a creatively courageous father. And I think what he means by that is that Joseph didn't wait around for God to solve his problems for him all the time. He tried to figure out in his own creativity to do what he felt God wanted him to do. Pope Francis says this, quote, If at times God seems not to help us, surely this does not mean that we have been abandoned, but instead are being trusted to plan to be creative and to find solutions ourselves. You know, he uses the example of the friends of the paralytic who tried to bring their friend to Jesus. If you don't know that story, there were these friends who had a friend of their own who couldn't walk, and they wanted to bring him to Jesus to be healed. But when they brought his friend, uh, they found a huge crowd around Jesus, and they couldn't get to Jesus. So they got creative, (laughs) and they climbed on top of the house that Jesus was inside of. They pulled the part of the roof off, and they lowered their friend, who couldn't walk, down from the, from the ceiling right in front of Christ, right? And that's, that's the kind of thing that uh, Pope Francis is saying. He says, you know, Joseph was creatively courageous. You know, God said, go to Egypt. Okay, well, now he has to figure out how to get to Egypt. Once he's in Egypt, okay, Joseph, you have to go back. Okay, now he's got to figure out, how am I going to get back? And he doesn't say, oh, you know, God, why don't you make a way? Why don't you do this? You no, know, he says, God commanded this. God's going to figure this out for me. He's going to make things happen, but I've got to move. I've got to do something. You know, there's that saying that perhaps we are the answer to someone else's prayer. And in another way, perhaps we are the answer to our own prayer at times. The seventh point and the last point that Pope Francis makes is that Joseph is a father in the shadows. And I was a little bit confused about exactly what Pope Francis meant by this because he he uses that term in a couple different ways. One way he uses that term is to say that, in a sense, Joseph was kind of the, the shadow of the Heavenly Father in Jesus' life. That, in a sense, Jesus' own Heavenly Father was being a father to him through Joseph, was guiding him through Joseph, which is, which is just a, a very powerful thing in itself. But Pope Francis also makes a point in this section about what it means to be a father in general. A father is not someone who tries to force their child to become what they want them to be. And he uses this kind of, this metaphor of, of being chaste in marriage, so to speak. That the idea of chastity is supposed to get across the idea of, I don't possess you, and I'm not trying to possess you. I just want to do what's best for you to allow you to become what you're meant to be. A couple great quotes from this particular section are these, quote, In every exercise of our fatherhood, we should always keep in mind that it has nothing to do with possession, but is rather, quote, a sign pointing to a greater fatherhood. And here's another quote. Fathers are not born, but made. A man does not become a father simply by bringing a child into the world, but by taking up the responsibility to care for that child. Whenever a man accepts responsibility for the life of another, in some way he becomes a father to that person. And last quote here. Our world today needs fathers. It has no use for tyrants who would domineer others as a means of compensating for their own needs. It rejects those who confuse authority with authoritarianism, service with servility, discussion with oppression, charity with a welfare mentality, power with destruction. Every true vocation is born of the gift of oneself. In other words, of, of giving the gift of oneself for others. So that is what this apostolic letter is about. It's about Joseph the Father. And again, St. Joseph is someone that Pope Francis is wanting us in the Catholic Church to focus on this year um, and and dwell more deeply on and turn to for intercession and for guidance. Personally, I'm really excited about this coming year and this emphasis on St. Joseph. This is probably the beginning of a lot of things Pope Francis is gonna say on this subject, and it's an opportunity to delve more deeply into what it means to be a father, and for me, that's, that's a very personal thing. I am a father, I am a husband, I have a family, and I think I need a model like St. Joseph to turn to to learn what it means to be the best father I can be. It's hard to think of another role in society that is more disregarded and yet so vitally important as being a parent. Maybe because it's such a common experience, we don't think about how vital it is, how important it is for a child to have a mother and yes, also a father. A father by his presence will leave the most lasting impact on their child. And a father by his absence will also leave the most lasting impact on their child. You just cannot get away from the importance of fathers. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for joining me. I hope that you would read the apostolic letter that Pope Francis has put out. If there's anything you'd like to add to this conversation, or anything that you disagree with about what I said, please go over to catholicanonymous.blog and let me know. I'd love to have a conversation over there. Until next week, God bless.